Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, family? Jared the Boss Man here. You're tuned into the Boss Man Show on AM 1010, AM 1430, 105.5 The King. Get the King out at 105.5 The King.com and The Boss Man Show at Boss Man Show. Twitter at Bossman Show and Facebook Bossman Show. It's the Bossman on your radio. Listen to the Bossman Show with your host, JR, Saturdays at 9 a.m. right here on AM 1010, The King. What's up, good people? Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. The latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wages, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use your promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online. When the game starts. BS3 Network. Changing the way you watch TV. Yes, BS3 Network. Changing the way you watch TV. Covering content and hot topics from A to Z. Sports, music, society and culture, movie reviews. You name it, we have it. Check it out on bs3network.com or... Check us out on Roku, BS3 TV on Roku, as well as check out your favorite podcast on all podcast platforms or Spreaker.com backslash BS3 Network. You are now tuned to BS3 Network. Man, show enjoyed by my Facebook friend and friend of the show, Coach Andre Gray. He's the Christmas State University out of CIAA doing big things. Coach Gray, good to talk to you, man. Hi, how you doing, brother? Uh, boss man, thank you for having me, man. I'm excited. Um, got a really, really good group of players up here, so I'm bouncing off the walls and ready to start competing. I hear that, man. I hear that. So, let me ask you, man, uh, how's it feel of uh, being in year two now, uh, leading this program? and for you get kind of getting your feet wet, knowing to let the land down. So how's it been, man? Oh, it's been great, man. Um, ECSU is a is a really, really good spot, man. I I've to be totally honest, everybody know me as Mr. North Carolina because I've worked in this state for so long and 26 years now. It's year 26 in the state of North Carolina. But I didn't know a ton about this school prior to coming up here. Um, had a chance to talk with the Chancellor, um, Kerry Dixon about the opportunity and and to be totally transparent. That's what made me do it. Um her vision for the program, she seems to be really driven for student success. And that's something that I can relate to and connect with. And 
And so I was super excited when she told me about the opportunity. And then James DeBose, AD, we actually crossed paths at Winston-Salem State prior to this. Um, and his vision for the program and wanting us to try to put the school on the map got me excited about it. So I'm, I'm fired that they gave me an opportunity and we're going to try to do do right. Now, for you, what's been your biggest difference for you from year one to year two? I know it's usually at year trying to figure things out, let it land. So how's it been going from year one to year two, man, and just trying to figure things out, man, for you, how the program has grown in your opinion? Yeah, year one was um was crazy because I, I came in here. I replaced a, a Hall of Famer here. I replaced a guy named Sean Walker, who was a phenomenal coach, phenomenal player here. Um, he laid a really good foundation for the players that was returning. Um, the hardest thing year one was trying to make sure everybody understood that now that I'm here and we bringing in some new guys or whatever, that we all one program. Um, I I try to make sure I, I beat it across the head that hey, this is you all my guys. I'm, I'm gonna protect you all, love you all, just like I recruited you. Or I don't care who recruited you. Um, we're going to try to play the guys who are going to give us the best chance to win. And whether you play or don't play, I'm going to treat everybody the same. And and that was probably the biggest challenge last year, trying to get them all united and on one page. Um, we did have, a you know, I guess a fairly successful year, not up to our standards, but, you know, I think we showed that we're going to be a force to be reckoned with in the future. Um, for year two, it was it's a little bit different now because you have some guys that was I inherited, some guys that I brought in year one, and now we got some guys that we brought in year two and try to mesh those personalities um, has been, is going to be our challenge um, is getting all, everybody on the same page. And if anybody, if we're able to accomplish that, if we get everybody locked in and playing together and buying into what, the greater good, um, we we in for a special season, in my opinion. And Coach Gray, for you, man, um, do you feel like with this portal, NIL stuff, pieces, you, you've been able to get better high school guys that getting overlooked now and giving them to commit to you now because they're not getting the offers at the lower D1 level or they, they thought they may get. They ain't come play for you, CIAA. You're still 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 some competition. And if you put out good talent and good film, guys will find you. Yeah, I, I try to look at it a little bit different, to be honest. I, I just try to recruit basketball players. Um, I don't yeah. care if, you, if you're 18 or if you're 25, but I think you could play. I'm going to try to bring it into our program to help us out. Uh, we've been lucky. Actually, our leading scorer last year was a was a high school kid, was a freshman for us. Um, guy came straight out of high school, let us in scoring. Um, but that's kind of not normal now. There's everybody wanting to get older and stay older. It's kind of the cliche. But I want dudes that can play. Um, I've coached Division One basketball for 20 years. And I understand sometimes, just because just you went to a Division One school don't mean that you're a good basketball player. Um, there's some basketball players sitting on those benches. Um, so I, I try not to get caught off in the, in the levels. Um, we don't talk about the levels here. Um, I'm a basketball coach. I'm not a Division II coach. I'm not a Division III. I'm a basketball coach. And these guys are basketball players. And we really, really try to harp on that within our program. We don't care who you are, what you got on your jersey. We gonna, Our plan going to be the same. We're going to plan on coming in and trying to beat you. Um, and at the end of the day, like with our program being about growth, um, we want these guys, because most of them we recruit them to, they want to play after this. They want to have the opportunity to play after this. Uh, and they got to understand they got to compete against everybody to get those opportunities, no matter what level. Um, not only the guys at the so-called above you level, but the guys below you too. You know, it's a really good NAIA and Division three players out there too who's coming to try to get those same checks that you are. So we don't really talk about the levels much um, because I know, I know for a fact I did it. Like there's some guys in those benches that can't that can't play worth a darn. <laughs> and there's a reason why they aren't playing. So I don't try to get caught up. right. Yes, yes, sir. I have seen it. Y'all like you have two my old two eyes. You here for what? Because <laughs> <laughs> we make mistakes, right? You know, recruiting is not like a 
there's no science to it, right? We're gonna make you gonna make mistakes. You're gonna hit on some. You're gonna miss on some. You're gonna have guys that you think gonna be all stars who's not gonna play at all. And you got some guys that you ain't gonna think much of gonna be really good players for you. So there's no real science to it. So the thing is to try to trust your eyes best you can and and put together the best roster that you can. And talk about this coach Gray. No clown after that. It's some great talent in that state, man. Talk about just how few basketball out there, man. I know a guy I know very well, Dominique Wilkins from from, from the Hawks, man. North Carolina, man out of bio as well. Guys from out of that state, John Wall, different guys. About the talent of that state, man, and how basketball there has evolved over the years. Yeah, the hoop state is special, man. Um, again, I, I've been blessed because I grew up here. Um, I wasn't born here. I came to North Carolina when I was eleven, um, but I've been a part of the the hoop state culture for 40 years now. So I got to see a ton of really, really good players. And a lot of people might not even know Dominique's from North Carolina. You know, most people I think affiliate him with Georgia, um, but from Michael Jordan to Brad Doherty and some of these guys, John Wall and CJ Leslie and Chris Paul and, and Steph Curry has always been really, really good players in here. And part of the trick for me um, in my experiences is I, I've really built a rep on trying to find the so-called hidden gems. Um, the big cities, are loaded with talent, like you said, the Charlottes, the Raleigh, the Greensboro's are loaded with talent. But what you'll find is some of these small towns are really talented. Like Bam is from a little town in eastern North Carolina that nobody probably even heard of. Um, you know, you talk about the Kinston area where they had five or six, uh, maybe even more NBA players come out of the little town in Kinston, North Carolina. So there's a ton of players in some of these small towns throughout the state as well. Hey, Coach Gray, for you, um, I know you're what you're looking for on the court, but off the court, what we're, we're trying to find it in, in, in a young man off the court or as intangible as character-wise that fits in your program into your vision for what you see that has been an ECSU Viking. Now, the the, the, the biggest thing to me is, and it sounds, may sound corny, but I want good people around me. Um, I talk a lot to our guys about my energy. I, I'm real careful about who I allow in my personal space. Um, I want dudes that bring good energy. You always have the positive. You're going to have good days and bad days, but – if you start messing with my energy, I can't be around you. Um, I'm not big on having the 8,000 rules. The more rules you have, the more you got to enforce those rules. So what we do, we kind of establish our, our core with our guys. We give them three things, man. Um, go to class. Um, part of your deal is you got to go to class because my job is to help you get a degree and learn habits. Who's going to lead you after this. So you have to go to class. You're going to be part of our program. That's the number one thing. Um, and we provide you an opportunity. Only 7% of high school players get to move on to play in college at any level, not Division One, Division II, NAIA, Division Three, everything. That's included. 7% of high school guys get to go on to play in college. So with that comes the responsibility, you know, right? So we give you a chance to go to college. So you got to do your part, but make sure you get an education with it. The second thing we talk about is being respectful of the women. Um, I can't tolerate it. It's something personal to me. Like if you one of those dudes like to hit on girls or beat on girls to be disrespectful to women, I'm not going to have you around me. Um, and that's for me personally and for this university, because we talked about a little while ago, our chancellor is actually a, a woman. And a lot of our leadership on our campus is women. So if you're one of those guys who, who are disrespectful towards women, you're not going to do well here. And that's just the reality of our university, because we have so many um, women that, that's at the top seats of our um, program. And the last thing is that don't break the law. <laughs> um, the law is different in different states. Um, with this team, we was talking about as a group yesterday. I think I got guys from 10 different states on our um, on our roster. And the, the the law in one state is different from the law in another one. Um, I'm not going to be on the news because you do something silly. If you're unsure what the law is, ask somebody who's from here. And those are kind of the, the rules to our program. Um, so if you can follow those three things, um, you're going to be okay. 
But if you start messing with my energy, you're not going to class. I'm not going to play you. I'm not going to play you at all because I'm not going to be able to trust you. If I can't trust you to go to class, I'm going to be able to trust you the last five seconds of a game. I need to win to do the right thing. Does that make sense to you? So that's it how does, it does. And we got, so we try to, we, we just, our whole thing, just try to get really good people, really good people. Um, and through that process, I, I really try to, um, I won't take somebody that I haven't, if I didn't know the guy directly, I won't take somebody, I don't know their people around them. Um, Cause I want to know about the character. I, I'll try to use people that I trust on the inside who want to tell me the truth. Cause nobody's perfect, right? <laughs> we all have our demons. We all have our flaws. And so I, I'm not expecting perfect people. But I want to know what demons I'm chasing, what demons I need to help them with. And... Coach, you said something, it hit me home because I tell people around me, don't zap my energy. Don't kill my vibe, please. Because <laughs> I'm a high-energy guy, man. I'm a positive guy, man. And I don't do well with negativity around me. So if if you if you got that, that, that negativity, I don't need you around just me because I'm trying to promote something different. I'm trying to be positive and you know, fight the good fight the way I gotta fight it. You know, because being an independent black dude in the media ain't, 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 ain't easy. But no. I, yes, I got on my head, but I don't need you to bring me down any, anymore. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. They used to be the black man, period. You know, yeah. so, you know, so say, I, I I feel you. And that's my thing. I Like, you can't mess my energy, man. Like, I'm not gonna, because like you, I'm a positive thinking dude. Um, ever since I stepped foot on campus to our team, we talked about winning the whole thing. and when I first got here, they kind of look at me, you know, like when the whole thing was like, when the next championship, that's the goal. Like, if they're going to yeah. keep scoring, we're we going to try to win the whole freaking thing. And that's the way we say it within our program. And did we accomplish that no last year? No, but that ain't going to change our goal again this year. We're going to try to win every freaking game. We're going to try to win the whole thing. That's the plan. Now, is it going to work out that way? Nobody knows, but that's what we're shooting for every time we go out there. And you know what? Good about the South Double A, too, man. You all have some heck of a road places to go play at. You have to be tough. You have to ban the vibe, you know. That's the one thing about being Tennessee State that I did that I missed that we didn't get the experience on the road per se. Because I'm like y'all some lames. <laughs> <laughs> but see how double A then see you experience up and down the coast there, man. Where, where you play at the Virginians and Carolinas, man. So I'll talk about that, man. And how you tough playing that league and win on the road and see how double A. Man, this this league is unbelievable. <laughs> it's unbelievably tough. And I know every coach in the country is going to say that about their league. But every when I took over this program last year, when I got in the league, every returning coach in the league had won the league before. So all those dudes has won championships prior to that year. Everyone that returned has won championship before. Of the four new guys, is myself, um, Chucky Brown at St. Augs, um, Breon Dunlap down at Claflin, and Coach Armstrong up at Lincoln. Of those three guys, Coach Dunlap has won championships up at Harris Stowe. You know, Coach Brown was a really successful coach at in the high school level and played at NC State and played in the NBA. And then Coach Armstrong was a very successful coach and actually coached in the championship game last year. So it's some dudes on from the coaching ranks in this conference. So every day is like a chess match. You got to make sure you prepare for that. And beyond that, you talk about the atmosphere and and this is how I kind of sell it to our guys. Um, again, most of my experiences, of course, is on the PWI side. And sometimes we're recruiting guys from the junior college and the transfer markets. And the way I explain it to them, you know, when you go to your game at, for example, at UNC Greensboro, I'll just speak it out, not bad, but at UNC Greensboro, across from the bench are the donors. 
So on the floor, across from the bench, that's the people that get money. That's the people that come pay their money for those nice, pretty seats. And to see either way, that ain't no donors sitting over there just be, want to be entertained. Those are your peers. So every night, the voices you hear on the court are your peers. And your peers know you. So they're going to be talking to you and talking about you in a different kind of way than you probably used to. But that also make it fun as a competitor, right? Like if you're really, really a competitor, uh, you, I kind of you kind of get off by that. You kind of get excited by that, the voices and the hear them. And like I remember my first year um, at Winston State, I coached at Winston State a few years ago. And one of our first plays, one of our dudes hit a three. And he was running back down the court. And the students was giving them five running down the court on the sideline. And it was like, what the devil's going on here? It was exciting. And I call, man, can you imagine playing in those kinds of environments where you got your people, your peers, that close to the floor all the time? But So I, I love it. I, I think it's some of the best environments in college basketball, some of the most competitive environments in college basketball. It gets me excited every time we know we're getting ready to play a game. And I think our guys feed off their energy as well. Because with the good come the bad as well. Your skin got to be a little thicker. Because, again, because you're going to hear some stuff you probably don't want to hear either, too. But that's part of it. And that's part of life, right? You got to learn to deal with that adversity. Now, like, that's why I love the gym in South Delta Because Tennessee State, unfortunately, the crowd ain't, ain't on top of it. So we can, we can hate and hate and have that. that, that we, it was kind of, still kind of big. We didn't have that luxury. They up, up in the bleachers and the band. On, so it's like, we, you can't touch them. It's like, they can, you hear them, but you can't touch them. But I, but I feel that's why I like. I wish, I wish I, we had a little bit different. Like you all had Santa Blake, because I, I would love to be able to hit one of my corner threes and dab up with my homeboy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I tell, I tell my friends, my friends, like if you never, if you've never been to a a, a CIW on CIW game, two of those, if you get a chance to go, if you get a chance to see a CIW game with two of those teams playing against each other, it's an unbelievable experience. Um, everybody, if you. If you're a basketball person, you didn't do it at least once. Yes, and I and I I, I hated to show I moved to Baltimore because my birthday week is the week of CIAA. All right. So I was up, I'll be strong and having a blast. My birthday week, you know, I'll take off my week from covering the NBA. I'll enjoy my birthday, and you know, I was like, yeah. But Baltimore looked bit tougher for me to get there now because of I got to be book a flight and I can't just drive to my homeboy out on both. <laughs> now, the city did a great job with it. I'll tell you what, Baltimore did a wonderful job with it. That was my first time experiencing it last year. And uh, like you, I'm a hoop state now. So I'm thinking, oh, man, this is FL Charlotte. But the city of Baltimore did a great job with it last year. I, I was really impressed with the venue. Um, the city seemed to embrace the tournament. I think it's going to grow. I think it's going to be a really, really good deal I'm going forward up there. Now, Coach Gray, for you, man, let me ask you this, man. You know, leading a lot of young black males, man, I know. My dad's a coach. I'm a son of a coach. And, you know, Lee, how's it feel knowing that you get the mold, young black male, 18, 18, 18 and 24, have a lot of relationships with these guys after you help them through that point of years of, you know, becoming a man, leaving the childhood, becoming a man. So how you, how's, how's, how's that, man, knowing that, having that banner on you, that, that, you know, John, that you're helping these young men become better black men once they leave your university? Yeah, that's the um... – that's what drove what drove me into this profession, to be honest. Um, I'm a teacher by nature. Um, when I decided I wasn't good enough to be a pro, <laughs> I wanted to teach. Um, my ultimate goal at first was to go back home to my community where I was at, where a lot of black boys don't go to college, period, from down there. And when I was in college, when I decided I wasn't going to, I wanted to do it myself, I wanted to teach and go back home and help pull some of them guys like me out of that community. 
um, give them a chance to them think that they could leave and go to college as well. Um, so my background has always been a teacher. I always thought of myself as a teacher. I still do. I think of myself as a teacher, not as a necessarily a basketball coach. And the second point, I always have a, I have a mentor in spirit. Um, I'm one of those people who always have people who are attracted to me, to being around me. Um, some people say I, I tell great stories. I'm, I'm a little silly, a little goofy, but I've always had people that always want to be around me. Um, so I always had a mentor in spirit. And once I got into the business, um, it was two things I, I, I realized really quick. First, I could change some of these dudes' life by getting them to school and telling them, giving them a chance to go to school. If it wasn't for sports, I probably wouldn't went to college. I'll tell you, more than likely, I wouldn't went to college. It wasn't same here. So I, I respect that part of it, and I take that part very seriously when I'm recruiting. And then the second thing is, I, I want to help those dudes prosper through life because life is going to be hard, especially when you look like the way we do. Um, you got so much stuff coming at you, so many things coming at you, so much information coming at you, and we got to help mentor these guys on how to manage it in the right way. Um, I always said before I became a head coach, I'm probably the only coach in the country who, at that point, never been a head coach at this level that have a coaching tree. Um, I have right now, even still, I have current Division One head coaches who call me asking for advice on some things going on with the staff, with their players, which is kind of wild because I haven't never been a head coach at that level. But I've always tried to grab young guys. I always try to grab young coaches and, and grab dudes that played. And I tell them, right, like, man, you need to think about getting a coach. And I think you got good spirit for it. Because that's what happened to me. Somebody said them words to me. That's what took me to college. So I'll take that part of it extremely serious. The teaching part and the mentoring part is, is what it's all about. Because you want those calls. Like, I get so doggone excited when these guys call me. Hey, coach, I got two jobs on the table. Which one should I take? Hey, coach, I got my second child on the way. Can you, can you come down? And, oh, I'm getting married this summer. Would you come to the wedding? That's stuff that gets me so excited, um, and seeing some of these guys grow. Um, when I took my, um, my first – this is my first head coaching job. And one of my staff members, one of my assistants, actually I recruited when I was at Western Carolina. Um, this would have been 2007, 2008. And I never remember hey, even having this conversation with him, but he remembered it. And I told him like, before you leave here, you're gonna have a chance to be player of the year in the Southern Conference. And unfortunately for him, he was running around that league when Steph Curry was running around. So, but he did make all league a couple of times, first team all league, scored 2000 points, had a good career. And I just noticed how much he loved ball. And I told him, when I get me a job, I'm going to hire you. Now, I didn't think it was going to take 15 years from that point. But sure enough, I wanted to get this position at Elizabeth City. And I called him, and I helped him get into the business. And that makes me smile, watching him grow now as a coach and gaining experience. And hopefully, I changed his life in that way as well. No doubt, man. I tell you what, you know, being a son of a coach, man, so I feel it. I'm standing because I know I take my pops to different baby showers, uh, different big grand openings and stuff like that. They hit them up on Father's Day. I see it all from my father. So, yeah, I exactly know what you mean. And you know what? You know, my dad said I should coach. I'm like, Dad, I'll be disbarred from coaching with the mouth I have off the air. (laughs) (laughs) I got a dirty mouth too now, but I try try not to show up for my kids. Um, Yeah. And I had some really good mentors and, and growing up and, one of my favorites was a guy named Larry Hunter at Western Carolina. Um, and we was, I was coaching against him one, with him one day. Of course, I was his, his top assistant at the time. And we was coaching against another school. And the opposing coaches running up and down the sideline screaming. You know, screaming at the ref, screaming at his kids, screaming, pass the ball, shoot the ball, do this, do that, do that. And coach just tapped me one day on the leg. He's like, you see that, coach? I said, what do you, what do you mean? He's like, coach, if I, if, I, if I show you a coach doing all that running around telling the kids what to do, I'll show you a coach that have bad practice plans. And I never thought about it that way. 
It's like, if you got to do all that coaching during the game, what are you doing in practice? Mm-hmm. And that's one thing, like, a lot of times the guys that do all that gyrating and stuff like that, and I know it's all personality-based too, right? But usually if you got to do all that coaching during the game, you ain't do something wrong in your practices. So you need to work on what you communicate with your guys in practice. And so my thing is, I ain't going to show these guys up. We, we get after them in practice, try to teach them the right spots. But then the games, they got to be able to play. They got to make their own decisions. Um, and that was, but that came from one of my mentors, Larry Hunter. So yeah, I, gotta, yeah. well, I try not, I'm not going to show them up. I'm not going to scream at them and curse at them and stuff like that. Um, I'll pull you out. If you, if you, if you're making that mess up too much, I'm just going to take you out the game. Ain't going to put you in there. I'm not about to have a heart attack messing with you. No doubt, no doubt. <laughs> I, I know if I had to try to teach you some multiple times, I done, that's, that's one of my pet peeves, Coach Gray. If I tell you, this is my interest to tell you this, I done told you twice. <laughs> that's one of my pet peeves, repeating myself. So I know, I said, I said Dad, I know, I know myself. I ain't got the patience. I know if I tell you something multiple times, multiple times I'm going to start saying the wrong thing. <laughs> 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 it ain't for me. <laughs> I know myself. I said, radio, I don't lose no games on radio. I lose no games here. I just have a good time. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh-huh. Now, Coach Gray, I'll ask one more for you, Coach Gray. Yes, when sir. you're not coaching hard, man, and helping these young men live in the state, how do you, like, get decompressed and kind of get away from the game and just enjoy life when you're not in this grind every day of this industry, man? Man, that's, 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 that's my biggest flaw as a person. Um, this is my wife and I. We don't have any children. It's my wife and I. Um, and I've gotten better at when I'm not doing this, making sure I'm paying my wife some attention, right? Because she's been a trooper. She's been with me from the very beginning of me in this profession. I was actually a middle school coach at, at the beginning, and she was with me as a student when I was at Fayetteville State. So she actually got to watch me grow. And I moved all over the state of North Carolina um, from Wilmington to Cullowee to Boiling Springs to Shelby all over the place. And one thing is um, I had to learn to to pull away from the game a little bit and make sure I'm giving her time and respect, right? But other than that, I, I don't have any hobbies. I wish, like, Dev, I could find one. I tried my darndest to find one. This summer, I was proud of myself because I watched some of those shows that everybody talk about. I, I watched, like, BMF and Snowfall and all that stuff, and I, I was like, hey, I'm getting kind of cool. I'm learning the world. But to be honest, I don't see what I – I don't think of what I do as a job. Um, when, and when I got free time, I'm doing something basketball related. And it's not like punishment. It's not like work to me. I, I like watching Synergy. <laughs> so I like watching games on Synergy. I'll pull up the other day. I was watching the, the Lithuanian national team offense. And I I just like to watch the game and, and study the game. And so I don't even see this work. That, that's my hobby is, is doing that stuff. I like watching how different people play ball screens, like watching how different people get into actions and, I get on and watch YouTubes of kids. Everybody who send me a video for the most part, I watch them, which is kind of odd. Every Instagram box I, <laughs> inbox I get, every email I get, I watch them all. And now I'm, some of them I know I'm not going to take, but it just I just enjoy doing that. And I could get away from the business sometimes and by even watching those videos. And then I watch a lot of NBA. And I know that's my side kind of to your question, because it's still basketball related, but to me, ba- NBA basketball is totally different from the college game, right? Oh, it is, definitely. Day, it is. So I could watch an NBA game and enjoy it, because I'm not trying to coach it. Like, I, you know, like I catch myself when I watch a college game, so I, hey, man, I would have did this, I would have done that. 
when I watch the NBA, I'm just watching it strictly as a fan. I want to see some dude go for 80. You know, like I want to see somebody go crazy. Um, and so I could watch the NBA game as a fan. So that's what I do as well. You know, coach, it's going to sound real childish for me. But I'm telling you what I do. I go to the arcade and play video games. I go to the batting cage, you know, or, you know, or I go bowling and get it out of my system. Because, you know, <laughs> sometimes when the Hawks lose, man, I – it goes home with me, and it shouldn't, but it does. I'm not playing, but it goes home with me, you know? <laughs> yes, sir. I'm, yeah, I'm over the team every day, so, like, I'm immersed, right? So, go play some video games in round one, you know, go to the batting cage, go bowling, man, blow some steam after a tough loss, man. Especially if we're in Atlanta at home, I'm going to roll a little harder. But if I'm at home, I just like to go, that's why I just blow some steam, brother. Yes, that's a good thing about being a fan. See, I'm, I'm a terrible fan. I, some of my friends laugh at me. I, I'm, I can't be a fan for a team that lose. If I'm going to be a fan, I want to be a fan of a winner. So people always ask, who's your team? Like, I don't have a team. Like, like, like I'm a Kobe guy. I was a Kobe fan. So when Kobe was playing, it used to break my heart every offseason, especially down the stretch. Like, they got, oh, man, it's going to be the year. They're going to get Kobe some help, and they gonna, they wind up finishing eighth. So I'll jump ship on you. Now, if you're going to be a bad organization – I would jump ship. Like, I don't have no problem doing that. So I tip my hat to guys like you who stayed strong with your teams because I'm not going to hang in there with you. Like, I was. Yeah, all- I've been all Atlanta my whole life. I've seen the good, bad, ugly Atlanta sports, unfortunately. <laughs> they tell me, you can't jump around. It's like, hey, I'm a fan. I could be a fan. Like, I, I'm not about to pull for no bad team. I give them a couple I, of years and I'm going to go. That coach, I'm going to tell you, my worst, my worst. Um, experience as a fan and, and as a worker was the Super Bowl. I was in Houston for the Super Bowl when the Falcons blew it. Yes, sir. <laughs> that was the worst trip back to Atlanta ever. The quietest trip ever. Because Super Bowl, you don't leave right, right away. Yes, sir. You stay overnight. So you got to endure that overnight. Then get on the bus that Monday morning and fly to Atlanta. It was the worst trip ever. I, I, I dreamed about that game for weeks. I my. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it was a struggle, coach. And I'm over it now, but back then in the '17, man, it was rough on me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought, man. I'm not gonna again. My my energy, right? I, I'm like I can't pull with a bad team. I'm like I can't do it. I can't yes, do it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But great, man. I'll tell you what, man. It was fun to get to the show. Finally, man, it was fun chat with you, my brother. Like I said, if you have anything need from me, man, let me know, man. I'm in your corner, my brother. And so you know, you got my number there. Anything you need is they hit me up, brother. I got you, man. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for having me on. You did great. Time, coach, it was fun, man. All right, thank you. All right. BS3 Network. Changing the way you watch TV. Yes, BS3 Network, changing the way you watch TV, covering content and hot topics from A to Z. Sports, music, society and culture, movie reviews, you name it, we have it. Check it out on bs3network.com or check us out on Roku, BS3 TV on Roku, as well as check out your favorite podcast on all podcast platforms or Spreaker dot com backslash bs3 network you are now tuned to bs3 network what's up good people bet online is your number one source for all your betting needs the latest odds lines and matchup reports for baseball boxing golf and more 
Better online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wages, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use your promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online when the game starts. What's up, family? Jared the Boss Man here. You're tuned into the Boss Man Show on AM 1010, AM 1430, 105.5 The King. Get the king out at 105theking.com and the Boss Man Show at bossmanshow.com. Hit me up on Instagram, the Boss Man Show, Twitter at Boss Man Show, and Facebook, Boss Man Show. It's the Boss Man on your radio. Listen to the Boss Man Show with your host, JR, Saturdays at 9 a.m. right here on AM 1010, The King. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.